your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to a special weekend edition of the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And we felt like we needed to do uh, a weekend episode. We were going to do it after the game. I think both of us were just so like frustrated, annoyed, and a little bit tired. We're like, well, let's just be, let's just wait. Let's just give it a day. I'm kind of glad we did. Uh, well, maybe not 100% glad because the news we got out of uh, Frankie wasn't the best. Yeah. So we'll get a, get to Pablo Francois. We'll get to the game against Edmonton. And we also wanted to get it in because they have another game on Sunday, which we'll be talking about on Monday. So we didn't want to have a, a load of uh, you know games to talk about jamming it into one episode. So first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show, social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Lockdown Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified whenever a new show goes live. All right, we'll get to the game uh, next. First, I think we have to talk about Pavel Francis because within the first couple minutes of the game, freak accident redirected puck goes into the bench where he's sitting and he he's he leaves the bench he leaves the bench with a towel on his face uh later on you saw jack johnson kind of like talking to darcy kemper about it and he was like uh, pointing to like right with <laughs> his cheekbone like didn't look too good and again because we we waited a day to do this episode we know that he's gonna be out uh, we, I don't think that we were looking, we didn't find anything like concrete in terms of th- if they're saying week to week, day to day, month to month or whatever, but they called up Eustace Annanen. And so that, that's not a good sign. No. You're, if you're the avalanche, like you're, you're not, I mean, you're resting guys that have minor aches and pains just to give them the time needed and here's Pavel Francos minding his own business. And now it's up in the air if he's going to be available for any point in the postseason. Is it is is the the curse of the avalanche injuries like starting to come back at the worst possible time? This one you kind of freak out about. This is the one position we didn't address or have to address at the trade deadline. Like you honestly felt good with what we had in the stable of goalies. And if you would have told me this is how we would sustain an injury, like we were in the middle of the Twitter space. Like we had like Nick and Bailey and cinnamon bun, everybody talking. And it was one of those that everybody's like, did you just see what happened? It was just out of nowhere. And then it took a couple replays and in intermission show before you really realized. And then you saw Jack Johnson's reaction. And you know, okay, this isn't good. And then you wake up with the news, oh, hey, Eustace is on the way. And you're like, this is not good at all. And now this is like shades of the bubble. And now what do the Avalanche do? And this isn't just any old backup. You know what I mean? This is Pablo Francois. This is maybe yeah. the most reliable backup in the league. And we've said many times, he's that guy that if you, you want to put him in, 
um, not, not maybe just to give Kemper a rest, but just this nice flow that the two of them have. They're just going back and forth. Kemper's playing a couple games. Give him a rest and put Francois in and know that you're not going to miss a beat. So now, and normally in the playoffs, you ride your, your horse, you know, for the majority of the playoffs. And I, and I was really kind of looking forward to seeing like how Jared mm-hmm. Bednar was going to play that because you have a very capable backup. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of it would depend on if they were up in the series, if they were down in the series, clearly it's, it's, it's contingent upon how they're playing. But yeah, if you have a 2-0 lead in a series, I th- maybe you throw in Francois for a game. Give Kemper. I, who knows? You could. Do, yeah. We say all the time, Jared Benner can can kind of just mix and match lines, and that's true for the goalie situation as well. He could put Pavel Francois in whenever he wants to, and you feel good that you're going to get a good performance, and you have just as a good opportunity to win as Kemper does. Now, if this if this is longer term than the Avalanche are, are anticipating, this is Darcy Kemper's show, and that's a lot of weight to put on him. Especially like if let's just say this freak injury didn't happen, this would probably be a Frankie start against Winnipeg. Great, Darcy gets a, a night to, a night off, and then he comes back playing a really hot St. Louis team. Now, with Eustace coming up, you're very kind of cautious to put him in there so now you have darcy coming off a loss darcy playing against winnipeg and then darcy going against st louis and you're also putting strain on darcy kemper for this last stretch like it's it's st louis nashville minnesota those are not easy opponents and this is quote unquote garbage time we don't need to go down two goalies and then have eustace and in and then hope Everything with Patrick Waugh is not bitter. Hey, you want to be an e-bug? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, it, everything was set up nice. Everything because that's been the rub on on Kemper as well is is you know injuries, mm-hmm. and now he's in a situation where he he's getting you know uh, he we're not wearing him out. No, and you know, and and I think the numbers show that it's working. Uh, what do you do? What do you do with with Eustace? Do you do do you play him? these last few games, if you know that that Francis is going to be out for a while, do you throw Anunin in there just to be like, hey, you, you got to get some games under your belt because if by chance we need you in the postseason, we don't want that to be your first. Uh, I mean, I know he's played in the past, but it's been a little while since he's been up to the NHL and it wasn't yeah, he, the, the best go of it when he was up there. He, so do you throw him in there to get him, get him you know, some – you know, dip his toe in the water. He has the one win against Philly. And if you want to throw him in, like, honestly, he came in short notice. I'd say throw him in against Winnipeg short notice. Winnipeg and Philly is kind of the same quality caliber team. Give him the same kind of setup and just say, hey, go at it, young man. And you're Mm -hmm. still giving Darcy a little bit of a rest for that St. Louis game coming up. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? We've lost three in a row. Um, well, that's the worst. <laughs> Four in a row is the worst that could happen. And I think that's why maybe they don't do it. I think they want to stop the bleeding for a losing streak, especially now. You know what I mean? After this, you only have three, four games left? Uh, three or four. <clears throat> um, and you don't want these 
stories of in, or questions of the avalanche heading into the like we were flying high things were looking good and you still have to take everything that's happening you know with a grain of salt because you are still missing key players you are letting guys rest but at the same time they're not they haven't played well the past couple of games like that can't be ignored and i and i what i like about this team is like they know that you know just because they're they're not playing well uh, doesn't mean they're like, oh, well, I guess we're just not playing any well uh, or well anymore. And uh, that's just the way it is. No, like they are getting down on themselves, not down on themselves. They're getting hard on their on themselves. And they know that if they come out and play better. And that's what I like about this team, that they probably will. So, yes, they don't have anything to play for other than the president's trophy. And, you know, they have the West wrapped up. And but you still want to play well while you are resting some guys letting some guys heal up, uh, but you don't want an extended losing streak at the same time. If they had won just one of these games, uh, maybe they do throw Yusuf Sandin in there just to get them some some time. But I don't think they do would, right now. I would much rather take a four-game losing streak right now than a four-game losing streak as soon as we get into the playoffs with Darcy Kemper being a one-man show. Because, yeah. honestly, that's what it's turned into. We lost the backup. We lost our every other night goalie setup, and it's it's the Darcy Kemper show. And guess what? We can't lose Darcy Kemper now, especially in garbage time. Um, like if he goes out against Dallas, like we don't know how bad this is with Frankie, and if he's coming back, and it's Darcy and Eustace. And yeah. if you lose Darcy, you you were talking about you don't want the Avalanche answering all these questions. They will have every question in the world to answer if they lose Darcy as well. And it's the useless Anandin show going into this playoffs. Yeah, that's Can you what imagine? I'm scared of. Can you yeah. imagine? <clears throat> I, I, maybe they just use him like just, just imagine he's he's Francois. And if we were going to play Francois, we're going to play Anandin. You know, maybe, yeah. and maybe just just do it. Just because, like you said, you have nothing to, to, to lose the only thing you have to gain is the president's trophy, and maybe uh, Florida kind of has that wrapped up at this point. I, I mean, I, not one hundred percent, obviously, but you know, you're, you're kind of taking a step back. I think if you you can put him in there, and you can still play a good game and walk away from, even if you lose, if you yeah. walk away from it and say like, okay, we played a good game, and being down the guys that were down. If, if we had them, that would have put us over the top. I can live with that. Yeah, I can't live with how they played against Edmonton. Can't like that. That performance needs to get better uh, against Seattle. That has to get better against yeah. Washington. Okay, like that. That was a, a a good game. Like I thought you played a good game and you had an opportunity to win it. And that's a game that you just lost. That's hot. Yeah, but the other two, and not so not so much. Both of those games were three two losses. Washington, Seattle. Seattle. Seattle was a lesser opponent and. You shouldn't have lost that game. This Edmonton game, there was nothing good about it. Not a single thing. And when it comes to Winnipeg, like Eustace isn't a bad goalie. Like, like we're let's not talk like we're putting Michael Hutchinson back in there. This is uh this is Eustace standing in. Like he's the reason the Eagles are where they are when it comes to their the the playoffs. So Eustace is going to be serviceable, but I think honestly what the problem the best way to help uses is the b- best way to say this. The best way to help uses, we have to start scoring again mm-hmm. and start really tilting the ice again. 
where teams really don't have that motivation to score because we're up six to one, like going into the third period. Mm-hmm. You take a lot of that out. You take the pressure off the goalie. Help you sis, by scoring. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Let's get to this Edmonton game. Uh, but first, let's hear from Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. And have ooh, there they are. Kyle's still got the box front and center. They've always up. got my back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you have not tried Built Bar, what are you waiting for? If you have not tried Built Bar Puffs, what are you waiting for? If you are a marshmallow fan, like my man Kyle here is, uh, you are in luck. It's the first ever protein infused marshmallow protein bar. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they are more than just a protein bar. They are a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. The regular built bars come in flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and something that they, they had. I think they had a white chocolate up there. They recently. did. Yeah. So they always are coming out with like limited edition flavors and they're usually always fantastic. And it's, it really helps if you go online and when you're putting in that promo code, put your email address in there and get those emails. Cause you get updates on new flavors all the time. Yes. And with the seasons changing, there might be some newer, newer flavors coming out as well. So yeah. go to built.com that website that Kyle's talking about, use the promo code locked 15 and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, we don't want to talk about it, but we have to talk about it. Uh, the Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. <clears throat> and this one went Edmonton's way. The other two went to the Avalanche. Uh, one, one was overtime and one was shootout. I believe. Yeah. One was overtime. One, one was shootout against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this time Edmonton took care of business in regulation. And I, I, when, when you lose two in a row, to me, it's just like the thing that you want to do is get that first goal. You, you always yeah. want to get that first yeah. goal clearly. But when you, when you're, you're, you know, coming into a game, you don't want to lose three in a row. You're on the road. You're against a good team, a team that you've beaten twice already. Uh, and when you're in in their arena, like you want to get that first goal, and that's what the Avalanche did. It was the only goal in the first with Val Nachuskin, who continues to be incredible for this season for, for the Avs. Yeah. And then it's the in that second, the wheels just came off. And it was a tale of two teams between that first period where things looked good. Like mm-hmm. I said, it looked great, but things looked good. You're like, okay, like they got that first goal. They got out of the first period when you're on away ice. I think I was feeling good. And then it became like the Evander Kane show. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was just, yeah. it was tough. I was sitting there and I, I even said it out loud in the, in the Twitter space. Are we really going back and forth between Evander Kane and Valerie Nachushkin for a hat trick right now? Right. Yeah. That'd be nice. And, it was a weird moment to sit in, and then Evander Kane finally pulls through, and you're like, okay, it's going to be one of those games. And sure enough, it was. It's it's one of those that when you look at the stats, not one single thing the Avalanche did outweighed anything Edmonton did. Botched six power plays. Looked better, but looks can be deceiving. If you're not, like, if you're not putting anything on the board, you had six chances but not and more than that man like 
that five on three that they had. Oh, a lot of people are talking about that. And rightly so you had a minute and well, I mean, you had, it was like 11 seconds or something at the end of the first. Mm-hmm. So it carried over into the second. I think you had like a minute and like 15 seconds or it, it was a good chunk of time. And it looked like a, it looked like a five on four power play. Yeah. The avalanche, like they were, they were passing the puck around at the blue on a five on three. You have to like maneuver your way in closer and closer and make those defenders just be spinning around. And I've never seen a player uh, like Leon Dreisaitl play a penalty kill. Like he plays on a penalty kill. It's yeah. like anytime he just, he would just jam his stick out and the puck would tip off a stick and go out and out of the zone. And that yeah. happened on multiple times. It was incredible to watch. I hated it because it wasn't my team, but that five on three, you, you have, you have, I don't even think they got a shot on net. It was reminiscent of 2016, 2017, because like we, we had a couple of those 2016, 2017, we could like convert. And when I saw that, I was like, Oh, every ghost of avalanche pass is rearing its ugly head when it comes to injuries, not converting five on threes, bad power plays. Uh, the faceoffs were, were not like the ones that mattered. were not winning um, the physicality, like everything that we talked about before in previous iterations of the avalanche all came back to haunt us in that Edmonton game. Mm. And it's not the game you want to have. Like you want to have that McDavid McKinnon conversation. This is not the game you want to point to because like, even though they weren't really either one of them didn't have an impact on this game. And we want to talk about depth all day long with the avalanche. It was the depth of Edmonton that actually won the game for him. Yeah. Well, McDavid did have three assists and dry had an assist. So you kept them off the board in terms of, you know, a goal scoring goals. Yeah. 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 You get Evander Kane with three uh, Yamamoto. I, I, I love him. Yeah. He plays a a tough, gritty game. Um, And, and when, when his goal went in, you're just like, uh, he he did that Nathan McKinnon, like backhand, uh, you know, his backs to the goal and you just kind of fire it back in and just went right through Kemper's legs. And you're like, all right, this is, this is over. But the, the Nachuskin goal, uh, who's Evan Bouchard scored the second goal for Edmonton to go up two to one. And then 15 seconds later in the choose. And mm-hmm. that's what you want to see. Like, you're like, okay, like now they're battling back. Now, now they lost the lead and they, they tied it back up like that. And that's yeah. what this team can do. And then it was Kane with two goals in a row, um, what, seven, eight minutes apart from each other, but whatever. Um, and when that happened, like the when the Vander Kane, the, the second of Vander Kane, the third of Vander Kane goal, I should say, went in. Um, and then in the third, the Yamamoto one, that just took this wind out of the sails. It, it just seemed it just seemed like, all right, no matter what we do, we're always playing from behind in this game, and we're not going to be able to overcome this. And that's kind of the mentality that I feel like they had against Seattle. And you don't want to have that yeah. against Seattle. Like no. you gave up three goals in that game. Fine. It's going to be tough to come from, back from that, but you can do that. And uh, you can do that against Seattle and against Edmonton. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a tall task and it's just, it's just not likely going to happen. Um, we'll go ahead and then we'll talk about some of the big problems here. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I feel like the avalanche really have a, um, it's a Pokemon reference, but they have the escape rope. Like ever since we clinched and put a letter next to every one of our social media names, mm. I feel like the avalanche, like if it gets 
where you really have to like tighten up your bootstraps and fight for this win, the Avalanche are like, okay, well, this is going to be rough. If it happens, it happens. There's not that that extra push, right. and that's that's been severely lacking. You saw it in Seattle, and boy, was it in Edmonton. <laughs> well, the, the, and and they're saying they're going to say all the right things. Like mm-hmm. they're not, especially Nathan McKinnon. You know, everybody knows that they need to play better, and they should mm-hmm. be playing better. You can't have the excuse of um, Landis Gog not being there, Eric Johnson not being there, Devontae's not being there. Clearly, they are big pieces and will make games like this look different. Mm-hmm. But you should still be able to to win these games and compete a little bit better. Now, they did have that Val Nechuskin goal or or not goal. It was kind of sitting on the goal line. I don't know. Yeah. That thing just stopped dead in its tracks. And you just could not see. You couldn't see it underneath. Um, uh, who's it? Mike Smith, right? He's Mike Smith, yeah. yeah. Um, you couldn't see it under the the glove that wasn't going to be a goal unfortunately uh so that one wasn't there but you look at like the the big problem for me is is the defense the offense they're not scoring okay like but what they have 37 shots on goal all right this team is always going to generate chances they always are the defense struggled mightily in this game mightily and it's not I'm not to the point of major concern or anything like that, because, again, I feel like when this team plays bad, they get called out and they know they need to play better. But I this uh, Josh Manson did not have a good game. Nope. Sam Girard did not have a good game. And I'm pretty sure those two were paired together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Curtis McDermott did not have a good game. And that's what you're going to get from him. Yes, we love to sing his praises when he has a good game, but at any point it could implode for him, and it did. It did. Th- this defense, a total minus seven on the day, and and everybody was minus except for Valnichuskin, who was plus one. Everybody else who was, was in a plus or a minus was a minus in this game. So yeah. it was bad across the board, but the defense, I think the defense just got worn down by a very good offense in Edmonton. And that and that includes one Kale McCarr, and he he did not have a good game either. Uh, points wise, well, he just had the assist, right? Yeah, well, he one assist, but um, but he's a defenseman first, and when it comes to his defensive play, it was not his best game, yeah, at all. And we were talking about like the injuries and those that are resting, EJ and Devontae's when they come back. They will make a difference. Those are two anchors on two shifts of the defense. But um, I love the Manimal. He did not have a good game. And everyone everyone seems lost. Um, You see a lot of those. You see a lot of those goals where Miko is the last avalanche player you see on a goal. Or you see like you'll see JT covering. You see you're seeing like a forward in the last. Last shot of the replay, not a defenseman in sight. Bo overcommitted to a play, uh, to a pass, and I think it was it was Bo came out and then Manson came in behind him and left the entire backside of the net completely open for a wide open goal. Like it, just everybody forgetting where they're supposed to be, knowing where they're supposed to be and who's with them is a that was a huge problem in the Edmonton game. 
And, and we're not even talking about Miko, how he hasn't been there the past mm-hmm. two games. Series. He has had that on. So he didn't play again. Again, okay, you can you can kind of like take keep that in the back of your head. It's like, okay, we're missing a lot, but you can still not like how this team played. And mm-hmm. I am a big Sam Gerard fan. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not in that group of people who are, you know, just totally giving up on him. Um, he didn't have a good game, but th- there something is missing with Sam Gerard. Yeah. It's that like playmaking ability that he can have. He doesn't, he, he, it's almost like he's afraid to shoot. Yeah. Like he's in, and he's in on that second power play that, and, and maybe he doesn't have his, you know, his, his battery mate with uh, Devon Taves, how they run that kind of like slingshot play. And, and usually it's Taves getting like the shot off, but Sam Gerard is just not active enough on the offensive end. And I'm not asking him to be Cal McCarr. Yeah, but he's had some open ice and he just refuses to shoot like he's yeah. looking for a pass. And I know he's not a scoring machine in terms of goals, but if you're given the room, take the damn shot, man. Especially when uh, in games like this, where Nathan McKinnon also is doubting his shot a little bit. You saw it on the power play. Um, it would he would cycle back to there was a lot of pass back between McKinnon and Gerard McKinnon, Gerard. And then it's like. Yeah. Someone take a shot. Just shoot. Like uh, it's fine. Like especially Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I mean, he did get the one goal. Uh, was that on the? No, maybe that was in the goal he was pulled. I think when he scored his goal, McKinnon did. But yeah, on the power play, I sometimes I feel like McKinnon wants. He'll only take that slap shot if he knows like the the goalie is a little bit out of position and he can like sneak one by him. When sometimes you just have to take the shot. And that's why the guys in front are there to do some dirty work, mm-hmm. clean up, just take it. And maybe you can get it by him because you have a wicked slap shot. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen, but you've seen him. Like if it's not like that perfect pass from whoever, if it's from Miko, it's from kale. now if it's from Kadri and they're running that play a little bit more where Kadri just takes that really quick one time early in the slot. I love that. Yeah. Um, so you're seeing more because you need that because everybody's looking for Nathan McKinnon to take the shot. Yeah. Everybody is. So I like that they're kind of giving different looks, but yeah, I, I just want to see more, more shots on that. So guys like Nachuskin can clean up and maybe because Landis Cog's not there. Maybe they're a little bit afraid to, I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. You, you, you kind of hope Nathan McKinnon, you, you hear all the time that he, loses his mind in practice if the pass isn't exactly on his tape like yeah, he wants everything a certain way but i hate to break it to him the nhl you can't make it a certain way for your liking it's how you respond when you don't get the pass that way and you have to fight for it and you don't get set up in the right spot or if that defenseman knows exactly that it's coming to you take that shot a little earlier than you want like that is what you want and mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon needs to honestly he needs to take it this is his team right now like mm. nobody's challenging him this is his team take the ball I mean, and run with it a little bit and we and we say you know he did have seven shots on goal he's going to get his shots on goal but there's ones like you know he's selective about them mm-hmm. sometimes you just don't be selective just no. know be okay with okay I know I'm just going to rip this thing and it's it won't go in but Maybe it'll get a freakish rebound. Who knows what happens? That's you know the, the randomness of hockey. Ovi is the only player who could pick exactly what shot he is he's going to take, and everyone knows what shot he's going to take. You just got to get in the way. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. 
hear from BetOnline and then uh, where the abs go from here. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. It's your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. So, yes, Avalanche with a three game losing streak. We have, well, we should probably do our, uh, mm-hmm. our sound check. We didn't, we didn't get to that. So, um, our, our songs that we have uh, handpicked to summarize the action against Edmonton. And uh, you can follow this set list over on Spotify. Just search for LOPN Soundcheck. And every time the Avs play, win or lose, Kyle and I will pick a song that best describes all the action. So go ahead, sir. I love yours for today. Even though it's in a loss, I love it. Go ahead. A good, like, kind of indie hardcore punk band, Vitamin X. It's just bad trip. This is a bad road trip. <laughs> it's, bad it's, trip. <laughs> it, it's one of those, it's yelly, it's screamy. You read the lyrics, you're like, okay, I understand. This is a bad trip. And honestly, after that game, like you you made all of the excuses you possibly could, and you're just like, this is just frustrating. And that's exactly what bad trip is from Vitamin X. And it's a one-minute song, too. Actually, it's less than that. I think it's like 53 seconds or something. Like that. You can make but, it a ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those commercials where you'd have to like you'd pay 99 cents for like oh. and they'd give you like three or four ringtones is like texts. Yeah. Such, something, yeah, something we for, were literally talking about that in our Twitter space, like text 72, 71. Yes. Or, yeah. Like Mambo number five. <laughs> exactly. But then you'd like text it wrong and you get like a bulldog background. Yeah, from your phone. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> uh for me i went with a, a band that I, I i first saw wow you know when you go to like these festivals like mm-hmm. and, and there's there's like 30 bands that are there and you know as you, as the the font get or the the, the text <laughs> size gets smaller uh you've never heard of them before so uh th- this was this was oh my god back in the 2000s in that era and uh i can't remember the name of the festival was but the band was called shooty's groove and this was when uh like like rap rock was like really kind of mm. big it not not like rage against the machine like worst worst like rage against the machine is like one of my favorites but like wannabe rage against the machine uh bands like biscuit like, yeah yeah like you know you these rap style lead singers and then you know rock music behind it so uh that's what they are but they're really really good um yep. and they have this this one song called l train uh, which was their big hit. They actually were, were if, if you listen to it, might ring a bell or two because it did get the rounds on the radio. Um, and then like me and my friends became like shooty groove fanatics after that because they, they were so good live. <laughs> and uh, th- they've broken up since then. Who knows where the hell they are now? But yeah, you're airbrushed in your own shooty groove. Yeah, merch. exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they have a song called L Train and I figured it was, you know, it fits the vibe right now with the as on a, on a three game losing streak. So um, I wanted to use it for some other team. Maybe if like we, we had given like Minnesota a three or four game losing streak, give it to them, but yeah, it's appropriate for the avalanche right now. So great song, go check it out. It's over on the set list right now. Um, 
All right, but we got Winnipeg, so hopefully we're going to do another sound check on Monday for Monday show. Hopefully we can get back into the win column and do a a songs, you know, that symbolize a win for the Avalanche. I'm not and I talk to people online who kind of like message me and like, "Oh, are you concerned? Are you concerned?" Like, "No, I'm not. I'm not concerned for a number of reasons. Like all those guys that were missing, yeah, like we want to get them back, but I also think we're running out of running out of games here to get them back and just get a few games under their belt. And we were saying this about um, Gabe Landeskog when he went out. You want him to come back in like the last week to get a few games under his belt. You don't want him his first game back to be game one, round one. You know because you might need a few games to just yeah. get your legs back. And the Avs have a handful of guys that are out. I want to start seeing <clears> them again if they're okay to play. If they're hurt fine let them rest up but if they can come back for like two games that's all i'm asking for because you need that you can see like they're the, like the the you know the lines they're putting together sometimes they work sometimes they don't the the defensive pairings that they're putting together sometimes they work sometimes they don't and with the guys that you're missing you know where they were they're slotted in and you know yeah. that who they can work together with and that's what is going to make this team much better and play much better than they are right now when it comes to this winnipeg game like i know you said you're not concerned i am a little bit and i'll tell you why Mm -hmm. when bo byram came back it's not really the same bo byram when sammy g came back it's not really the same sammy g and i have a feeling that with this little skid that we're on that we're kind of over glorifying the return of landeskog it's going to take him a minute. He's not going to right. come in and score four goals. Like Bo's still trying to get back to hundred percent. Sammy G's still getting there. Who knows what's going on with Miko when he comes back? Is he going to be winded? What's going on there? Like when they come back, it's not going to be a flip of the switch. So what you're seeing now is the team we're going to have for a little while. And what you're seeing, especially like face-offs, what comes to the power play, how the defense is playing. One, that's you can forgive two you point out the flaws three that's a bad habit you want to see these end in this fourth game they've been picking up some bad habits and it's steadily getting worse as you can see by the score and winnipeg's a good opponent to get everything going back in the right direction because you don't get adjustment time against st louis nashville and minnesota so if you're going to correct it it's in winnipeg if we drop this winnipeg game who that's yeah I mean, Ooh. like they were saying on the broadcast, I just haven't had a three-game losing streak since October. So that's kind of why I'm not like in panic mode or anything like that. Um, you don't want to see them play like this. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, like this is a team that knows this is not us. Like yeah. let, let's let's we we know we need to play better, guys. Let's let's just do it. Let's just play better. Yeah. We need to. So I think that's why. Like I'm really looking forward to seeing how they respond being down three to nothing or, th- or three games, uh, three game losing streak, because there's going to be times where they're they They play poorly in the postseason, and you want to stop that at one game. Yeah. You can't have three game losing streaks in the postseason. No, you know I mean, you can't do it. So if you have a one game losing streak, you need to turn it around right then and there. And you thought, okay, we lost against Washington. You know, the next game is against, Seattle, we can turn it around, and they didn't. Okay, all right, now we got a two game losing. Maybe it's just because it's the regular season, 
And again, you don't have a ton to play for, but I still just go to the, the fact of like, you at least you, you need to show up. Yeah. And I don't feel like they really did in Edmonton. So and, that's where the concern lies is, is the, the, the compete level. Um, even though not a ton is on the line, you don't want to go into the playoffs. I hate to use the term limping, but yeah, you know, limping would be like you're, you have a lot of injuries, but it also could be like you're just flat out not playing well. So turn it around right now. Yeah, and you mentioned like we haven't had a three game losing streak since October. Guess what happens when you lose four games in the playoffs? You're out. And we always say this team is made for the playoffs. It's because we haven't been eliminated. Like we haven't had a streak where we're eliminated. Yeah. Like you got to you got to put it together. You got to adjust and you've got to fix things. We've always said they're really good about making adjustments and course correcting and fixing and winning in all these different ways. Why stop now? Hmm. So let's get things right against Winnipeg. Let's get our swagger back and let's tackle the rest of the West. I agree. I agree. And and, and I think you know, we talked a lot about the the defense, and I think that is I have mm. one major area of concern. It's that mm-hmm. it's the defense, and um, you know they they absolutely need to play a lot better. And that, and again, <clears throat> we didn't really talk about Darcy Kemper all that much. Not his best game either. Um, a lot of times we can say, well, the defense let him down. Um, yeah, that's true in some aspects. <clears throat> and I was never a goalie, but you know when a goalie is way out of position. Oh and my! There were multiple times on on. Yeah, these these Euler goals where Kemper was just I don't know I, maybe the lighting was horrible in there and he he was or or maybe just because McKinnon is a or uh, McDavid is a blur he could he was just seeing flash streaks in front I don't know but there were multiple goals where he was way out of position and you know a team like Edmonton is going to put those away. Yeah, I said during the Edmonton game he looked like when you're playing NHL 22 online. And you're the goalie, and you're so bored back there because nothing's happening. You put the controller down, and you realize things are happening. You pick up the controller and just like you're flying all over the place because you're trying to get your bearings. Darcy was all over the place, like yeah. really, really bad. Not just picking little things here; like it was egregious. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so I, I, this I, will be a <clears throat> you hope to, this will be a useless thing going into Winnipeg too. Well. Because I, if we get a Darcy redemption and he's falling apart now, wake no, me up when I, September I, ends. I, I just, I have confidence in this team that when they play poorly, um, they don't stand for that. You know what I mean? So they're not a team that's just like, oh, that, you know, that, that team, they're not sitting there saying Edmonton's better than us. Yeah. They're not sitting there. They're saying like, we, we let Edmonton roll us over. And we can't have that. So yeah, I mean, guys are going to have bad team, uh, bad games. You know, teams are going to have bad games. Okay, make this be that bad game, yeah. and show what you're really capable of that we've seen all year long. Yeah. I mean, this isn't like November. Like we were, we were having a concern in November when they weren't playing well, but we were saying it's the beginning of the year. They have to just get going and look what happened. And now we're at this stage in the season where they had a, a, a mini rough stretch right now. But the way that this team just rallies together and bands together, you don't expect it to continue. No, Kemper had a bad game. When's the last time he's had a really like bad game like that? It's been a while. 
You know what I mean? So let's just chalk it up to a bad game, a bad three games, if you want to say. That happens from time to time. And let's just see how they play on Sunday against Winnipeg. If it's another stinker, uh, it's going to be an interesting show on Monday. (laughs) Very interesting show on Monday. So um, any last words before we wrap this thing up? Uh, We got to write the ship against Winnipeg and let's do it against Stasny. Yeah. You always, you always want that. Yeah. So yeah, just get back on track and, and a win will solve all of these ills. You know what I mean? Like a win, because now you'll have 118, you'll be tied for the franchise record and everything, everything, everybody will feel a lot better. Just take Mm -hmm. this whole, all of this talk about, I I'm just so scared right now. Like it'll at least, put that on pause for a little while, but we shall see. So uh, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss that Winnipeg game on Tuesday's episode. We're planning on doing a crossover with Armando from the locked on Panthers show to kind of have a, a number one seed crossover. Did they clinch that yet? I didn't really. Yes. That, that is done. That is that's set in stone. They have a letter next to their name, or their their. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think they are X'd now. Well, they had. I mean, they clinched the. Um, I think they clinched the East. Was it not yesterday? Let me see here. Uh, yes, they they have a Z. Okay, so they they are clinched. So we have our number one seeds. So that's what we were waiting for was for them to clinch because we did it so long ago. <laughs> Uh, a, a yeah. ZZ Top show, yes. if you will. Oh, I love it. I love it. So uh, that is scheduled for Tuesday. Two number one seeds doing a crossover show. Uh, but like I said, Kyle and I will be back <laughs> to discuss the Winnipeg game. And uh, anything else that might happen, we got more Pablo Francois news. We'll talk about it. But until then, uh, we'll see everybody on Monday. And he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. And it's the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and making it your first listen of the day. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.